Hi there, it's great to be with uh, talking to my good friend John Rankin. Hi John. Hi Donald. Um, I think we would have a little chat, John, about a couple of things, really kind of key things that I've noticed you, and I've known you quite a few years now at, at Ross County. That, you know, the, the first thing was, I suppose your drive, a little bit about your story, about your drive in your career, you know, from when you were at Manchester United to Ross County, and then and, and moving from Ross County, because you, you have an incredible drive to get better the whole time, John. And, and the second thing I was wondering if we could have a chat about was uh, how you develop your habits. <laughs> okay. that'll be interesting <laughs> I don't know how I develop them they just come upon me sometimes <laughs> yeah, with that. because I don't tell us a little bit about because I met you at Ross County and yeah. then had you come to Ross County from Manchester United because I don't think a lot of people know your journey and how you came out yeah so basically uh, what had happened was uh, I was coming to the end of my uh, my time at Man United, I was getting to the stage where I knew I was out with, I was captain of the reserve team. I knew I was struggling to get into the, the first team. Well, I trained with him in, in occasions and I thought it's time for me to go and play uh, men's football. And I had a conversation with, with Sir Alex at the time and he'd basically said to me, listen, there's a contract there, but it won't guarantee you to play uh, week in, week out in the Premiership. I don't think you, you would be able to do that. Uh, you might you might be able to play in the, at the time it was a, I think it was a it was a, before the Carling Cup, uh, and the year before Man United did, or that season Man United had played Leicester and it was one game and they were out and I thought that doesn't really suit me it doesn't really float my boat one game and then that could be me for the full season so it was a probably a bold move and a brave decision for myself and I thought you know what I want to go and play week in week out in the uh, whatever division it is so I took the opportunity to go. Uh, elsewhere and to be honest Donald I didn't realise would, I would find it as difficult as what I actually did I thought of leaving Man United I'll go, I'll go and get a club and naturally to me it was my dream to play in the Premier League in Scotland mm. so to come up the road was was just obvious uh, and then I came up and I can always remember going to Aberdeen uh, and it was Steve Patterson that was the manager and I can remember chatting his door and he just looked me up and down and I could tell where he looked in his face I wasn't his cup of tea and he didn't even see me play and uh, I'm pretty sure as God that came to the Friday and, and Steve had said to me, listen, I'm looking for a big bruiser. I'm not looking for a, a football player. So that was kind of hard to take for me. I mean, I'm five foot seven and three quarters if I wear my high heels. But I'm no, uh, I'm no, I'm never going to be a great, uh, great height wise. So I was coming back down the road and Alex, Alex Smith had phoned me who I, I knew uh, from Scotland under 16, 17s, 18s, all the way kind of through the international levels. And he'd phoned me and says, listen, come up to Dingwall. I'll put you in a hotel, come up for a week, see what you think of the place, uh, and we'll take it from there. Mm. Now, to me, that was an opportunity for me to go and, go and play. And I thought, mm. you know what, I'll go up and see I'll go up and see what it's like. Uh, and probably try to get my head around about it, going up. To, like, I thought I was going up, going up the road, because I'd been at Motherwell, but they were in administration at the time and, and had no money. Mm. Uh, so we go to uh, Aberdeen, so I went straight to, to Inverness, stayed there, and, went to Dingwall and trained and Alec gave me the opportunity and I can always remember him saying to me, listen, you'll play the first game of the season. He's like, after that, it's up to you. He says, but I'll guarantee you'll play the first game of the season and then you take it for there. The responsibility is yours. And that's all I really needed. Uh, albeit I had a conversation with, with Parkey at the time as well because obviously I had a close mm -hmm. relationship with him and he was at Inver Inverness but I'd mm -hmm. seen the boys at, at uh, County and I thought, Do you know what, it, it ticks my boxes, it, it, it floats my boat, it's a, a good club, and I met Roy, and 
as soon as I met Roy and knew what the chairman wanted to do and the ambition he had, I thought, do you know what? That, that's that's something I want to do. And all the it was I was a few experienced players there, Donald, but a mm. lot of them were the same age round about as me. I mean, you uh, Don Cowie, Sean Higgins, Steve McGarry, that that kind of kind of group. Yeah. Uh, Steve McKay as well. They were all kind of my age, and I thought it's the right match for me. It's the right time for me to mm. go there. And, and Alex was trying to get players that he'd worked with before that were through the Scotland setup, like Jamie McConney, Stephen O'Donnell, David Winters. Was trying to grab like mm. a new place, a really young squad. And I thought that that's something that excites me. Yeah. Uh, and going and playing, and the responsibility was mine. So I never really looked back for that point of view. As soon as Alex had said to me, "Listen, we want to sign you," I thought, "Do you know what?" It's the best option I have, and it's a good club, and it's a, an ambitious club. Let's do it. I, you know, I speak, speak to Parky about that team. Obviously, you know, I went there with Parky and Robo after that. Um, how good that team was, Ranks, isn't it? That yeah. was actually an exceptional footballing team at Ross County at that period. It was. It was. Uh, Alex had said that the the players like gave them an experience of going playing games. We just never had the. The guile probably mm. were really young and really naive, and we were gaining experience year on year. And, and Parky and Robbo come in at a great time mm. because we we just needed lead in a different way. And, and Robbo had that camaraderie and yeah. the way he ran the dressing room. And, and Parky had the, the know how and mm. the way he was, he was about everything and knew how to deal with players. And mm. the two of them were great together, mm. and it really brought out the best in. And, and a lot of our, our, our youngsters anyway. Mm. And we thought we'd a chance to win in the league mm. under the two and they really got us believing and I think the full of the club and the supporters did as well. But unfortunately for us, there was a, a disagreement between uh, the management team and the, the mm. hierarchy and it caused a few problems and then obviously Robbo left and see, to be honest with you, at the time I was I was trying to convince and a lot of the players were, I can always remember Gary McSwiggin trying to convince Parky to take the job because yeah. we kind of thought if Parky took the job and just continued what had been started, we had a great mm-hmm. chance of winning the league and unfortunately, Parky being his loyal self then chose yeah. to go with Robo yeah. and I kind of, last time we totally understood that but it was a great bunch and a great, a great dressing room to be part of and we had good pros. Yeah. Older ones like Jim Lockley and Jim Hamilton and uh, David Hanna, Alec Burke, they were, they were good good pros, but they had a good way about them as well yeah. with the younger ones. And it, it helped us and certainly helped us kind of pushing games when we were, we were struggling. But having losing Donald and Robbo, that was a, that was a big, big blow to us. Because even then, um, you know, with Gardner, actually you, you did pretty well right the way up until the last few games with St Mirren, wasn't it? It was St Mirren that won at that. Yeah, because Gardner, Gardner came in. And Gardner was very clever in what he'd done, whereas he never changed anything. Yeah. He knew Parky and Robbo's uh, strategy, he knew what they wanted to do. And he watched the, the he, I think he took the 18s at the time. Yeah. But his sessions were kind of similar to what we were doing. He was, yeah. was, Gardner was like a spongy. What, what was the first team we were doing? He, he mirrored. Yeah. And it was just a case of coming in and he kept the older pros on side. He got the young ones going mm-hmm. uh, and he freshened things up and just kept it the way it was. And he got result after result after result. And you think, we can still do this. Yeah. But then, the, 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 I think the time came, Donald, where it was it was getting to near the end of, end of February, maybe March time, and Gardner had been told that he wasn't getting the job full time. Yeah. And at that point, Gardner, Gardner chose to left. So it was a wee bit upheaval, and again, mm. the players were unsettled, and that kind of put us off uh, the path. But St Mirren deserved to, to win yeah. the league in the end. Yeah. And it was, it was disappointing, because as I said, we had such a great group. And, and then after that, the, the group all got split up. We've... Sp- um, and we'll stick with that, that Ross County group of players... 
um, there, John, because we've spoken about it, and I and I'm speaking to to Stuart after I, I speak to yourself. That so many of you have gone on to be coaches and managers from that. Yeah. What do you think is behind that, or do you think there was, or just coincidence? No, I think there's I think there's two two people. I think Alex because mm. he, he assembled that squad and kind of knew what he wanted, and I think Donald mm. what Parky. Because of the way he is, I mean, you look, you, you talk about people in that, and I mean, Donald going, to, Donald going to coaching. That's a certainty. He's yeah. already, he's ready doing his badges. He's, he's ready to do his pro license. Uh, I'm doing my pro now. Steve McGarry's over in Australia. Stuart Malcolm, Stuart Taylor, mm. they were all part of that squad. And and you're looking at it, and you're thinking, how? And it was, it, I, I put it down to the influence that mm. Parky had. Yeah. He was so enthusiastic. He, he, he made each session enjoyable, and even at that stage, look. We were beginning to write things down that he was doing. You're thinking, mm. I'm going to keep that, even at that at that early age. And it was so it was infectious, and that really mm. stuck with us. And I think that's why we've all kind of been led led into coaching. And going on for your own journey from Ross County, John, because that's one of the things I think a lot of people would have, would have taken going from Manchester United to to, to County then, and then almost not so much the danger would be to feel sorry for yourself you never did that but you kept on working all the time doesn't it have you always pushed yourself to be better and pushed further yeah I, I felt as if I had to Donald the one thing for me and I think it was early was I was told I was too small mm. and being told I was too small there was nothing I could do about that so mm. I had to try and get the best out of everything I had, yeah. I had sorry because I wasn't going to grow and I knew that for a fact so it was a case of what can I get better at? Can I get fitter? Can I get quicker? Can I get stronger? And it was just spending hours and hours and hours in the gym and, and trying to perfect things that I, I hadn't already. Mm. Make my, my, obviously, I was left-sided, but trying to make my right side mm. stronger. And it was just basically time. That's all, that's all yeah. I could spend. And whoever I could grab or whoever I could uh, have by my side at that time, I was willing to, they were, if they were willing to help me, then great. And, can I remember going back out in the afternoons with Donald. Wednesdays would always have off, but mm. I managed to convince Parky to come in on a Wednesday and like, take a session. <laughs> and before you knew it, there maybe be about six <laughs> or seven years in, in training a Wednesday. And, like, Brilliant. One, one, one man always stands out, and it's Barry Wilson. Barry Wilson must have been the same age yeah. as I am now, 36, 37. And what, because Parky was putting a session on, it was like crossing, finishing, and shooting and stuff. And the amount of goals I managed to get from midfield in that mm. season because he'd helped me. And then but we'd managed to convict Barry Wilson just ended up appearing on a Wednesday and you're thinking, at 36, 37, you must be needing the rest. But he was just desperate to come in and mm. he kept going and it probably added gears onto Barry's career as well. Yeah. And it was it was great to see somebody at that age coming in and being able to do yeah. uh, extra and, and basically help me as that was because I was a young a young kid at the time. It was it was good. Because I remember we've spoken about this before, it was certainly at, uh, at Cali at Inverness that uh, a couple of seasons, you score, I can remember you scoring some stunning goals from midfield as well. Aye, but I mean, there's some good long long range efforts, uh, Donald, but yeah. I put that down to the Wednesdays with Parky because it would, maybe every second Wednesday might have been for myself, but the other Wednesday in between would be for, for Baz and his crossing, so yeah. I'd be trying to arrive in the box for Baz to, to put a cross in the box yeah. and... Uh, Albeit the twos were working for for one another, but mm. we were getting better ourselves because I was able to time my run into the box, and, and Baz was able to get quicker at thirty six mm. with chasing my passes. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, 
it was beneficial for one another. And I, 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 really, I really enjoyed it. And the goals from midfield at that point, I could see a reason why they were coming because yeah. of the work that I was putting in. So to get something back out of the work that I was putting in at that time, it was hugely beneficial. And I, I kept doing the Wednesdays with Parkin. It was great. And then, as I said, the group began to grow and grow. And you get rather than playing golf on a Wednesday, maybe with four or five extra in yeah. training. It was, it was great yeah. for, for my development. And it was also great for Parkey probably as well because he could mix it up rather than just yeah. giving me a session on, on finishing. He could throw a defender in or throw a, a, a winger into cross as well. So it was mm. great. Yeah, superb, superb. And then from Inverness, was it, did you go to Hibs from Inverness? Yeah, I went, to, I went to Hibs from Inverness. So that was, I was quite fortunate there, Donald, because what had happened was uh, Mixu was overwatching his brother, Marcus yeah. at the time, and yeah. Marcus yeah. had signed by Inverness. Uh, so Marcus was playing and I went through a spell where I was I was playing reasonably well and, mm. and scoring quite a few goals from midfield and Mixu had been at all of our games obviously watching his brother uh, and fortunately for me Mixu got the Hibs job and the mm. first thing he done was was come and take me for, for, for mm. Cali and it was a, that was a massive step I mean when, mm. when people say look, I started my career at Man United I, I never played for Man United I played for mm. the youth team and the, the reserve teams at Man U so it was a it was a step forward for me going to Ross County and playing mm. week in, week out. Mm. And then that was the next big step for me to go to a, a, a big club in, in, uh, in Hibs. Great, great. So, and then from Hibs, it was Dundee United, John, is it? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, went, I was there for five, five years I was at Dundee United. For yeah. That was, yeah. That's probably, when I look back at it, that was probably the favourite, in fact, that it wasn't probably, that is the favourite part of my career. Was I it? Loved it? Yeah, it definitely was. I loved it at Dundee United. It was, I just felt at home the, the place mm. it was probably the closest to the bunch you speak about Ross County mm. it was probably the closest I had to that where everyone knew everybody mm. like the office staff the groundsmen everybody at Tanadice uh, and it was a great environment and, and Husty, Husty done really really mm. well he speaks about it in the pro licence uh. uh, when he was in as well and, and how he created an environment and how discipline was a big part of it and I can see I can see that now looking back and thinking wow yeah. he, he did oh, yeah. he really installed that in the club and I loved it, Dundee United, five years I was there. Yeah. It was great times, it really was. Yeah. And you see on that there, John, if, what, would you have any advice to, and you know, because I, again, you know where, where I work and in the academies and that, and I see boys getting let go from big clubs all the time and, and yep. how they react, not initial one is really vital, you know, how they react to going to somewhere else. Yeah, your advice to someone at 17, 18, even 19 going up, moving club. The, the, the thing for me, Donald, is see it when you're 17, 18, 19 and you've been released by a big club. Mm. You never played for the big club mm. because you, you, were, you were in, as I said, you weren't in the first team, you were in the, in the environment of that big club mm. and you were fortunate to taste it. But that doesn't give you any given right to have a yeah. career. You, yeah. you need to go and earn it and play men's football. And the, the biggest thing for me is, it's hard work, and the hard work starts when you leave there. You, you, yeah. you were a, a, a say it's a, a Rangers, Celtic, Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen, Dundee United, whichever one you're looking at. You were a youth team player there. Yeah. The, the, the next step is this chance for you to go and start your career. Yeah. And it, it's a, a case for you to go and then earn yourself a reputation. Yeah. The, then the responsibility lies with yourself. Yeah. And I, I see too many these days at 17, 18, 19 when they're leaving and it's someone else's yeah. fault. Yeah. Where if they look in the mirror and, and they put the most in it they can, they'll, they'll go and get a career. Mm. And a lot of it's plastered over social media, like where they are and what they're doing because they're a, a big club. 
that doesn't need to be there. They can yeah. go and do it quietly and go and, and go and work hard silently and then get the rewards after that. And that's great advice, John. You know, it's you competing with yourself or you competing to be the best you can be, even though, and what we're not saying, isn't it, is if someone's released, to start off, it feels rubbish, but it's how you deal yeah. with it, isn't it? It's how you deal with that. Yeah, and, and, and sometimes like, like the clubs are doing it for for your fa- in your favour. Like mm-hmm. I, I look at my own situation, Donald, when I was like mm-hmm. at Man United. Yeah, the, I, the, Alex could have kept me, or the the the, the, the club could have kept me and, yeah. and, and let me let, l- lose another year in my career yeah. with just playing and making up numbers and training and having training games. But for my benefit, they let me go and go and play mm-hmm. games, and, and, and it's success for clubs as well because. But the, the academies up here, if they can get a player to go and play 100 games in the mm. championship by the time they're, they're uh, 19, that's mm. success for the, the, that yeah. club because they've seen a player come through their academy from the age of 8 to 17, mm. developed really, really well, and it's just not been that, maybe yeah. the club, their pathway's been blocked with players in front of them, and it's been an opportunity for them to go and play games. And mm. A lot of people look at it as a negative. You just need to look at everything, no matter what it is, yeah. as a positive, and, yeah. and it's a, a testing time for you. Yeah, that's brilliant. Again, brilliant advice. And certainly, um, since I've known you as well, I know you were d- d- doing that before. We joke about your habits, John, how you develop these habits. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, where did that start? Where did that start? Believe it or not, Donald, it started at, uh, at Man United. It yeah. did. So what, what happened was I went down there and everybody gets give, given a job. So my job was, I was in charge of first team fluids. So whatever drinks, whatever protein shake, whatever they needed made up, I had to make it up. So there was obviously 20, 30 drinks to be made for training and after training and everything else. So a man called Trevor Lee was a, the diet, he was head of diet and nutrition at the time. So he was he was the one that would pinch your body with the, the yeah. thing and tell you how calipers uh, and, and tell you how high or low you were. So... I can always remember Roy Keane was, was like 4% or 4.6%. Mm. And I thought, I want to be that low. Mm. He's, the, he's the best. He's, he was the, yeah. the lowest. I want to be that low. So then I got speaking to Trevor and it was about how you could go with how much glucose you put in the drinks and how much protein you've done this and how much you And I thought, Do you know what? I'm really interested in that. So it became a habit. So yeah. then it became, right, I'm not having a McDonald's until the end of the season. So that continued throughout my career. And then I moved to Ross County and, I moved in with Stephen McGarry and Sean yeah. Higgins, and McGarry loved his tea. So every night I would have a cup of tea, and then I thought, I was having Jaffa cakes for my tea, and I thought, I need to come off of that. So then I changed to one cup of tea a week, and then I would have, like, the cup of tea would be after the game. Yeah. And then I changed to no carbs through the week. Yeah. Carbs yeah. would just been a Friday when I went to, to uh, what do you call it, Inverness. And then yeah. when, I went to, when I went to Hibs, I thought, do you know what, I need to do, uh, I need to do something different. So then, my, my habit at Hibs was, uh, I would there would be no no, uh, it would be a five k. I would have to do five kilometers every Wednesday when I was off. So yeah. it was just a habit I got everywhere, everywhere I go, everywhere else I went, and it, I just slowly picked them up. So that the one I've picked up the now is uh, <laughs> obviously we're on lockdown. So I'm yeah. I, I live in Cumbernauld. So yeah. I've there's uh, a golf course just at the back of me. Yeah. So. I'm running every morning, and I'm, and I'm, but I'm, not, I'm running for the tea, or the tea to the hole. Yeah. Then I go to the second hole. So I'm doing yeah. that now. So that's the one I'm at. But God knows when I'll need to stop that because if I go back, if we go back to work, I'm not going to be able to run 18 holes at a golf course as well as work. So I'll need, <laughs> to, I'll need to change that up. But I just pick the habits up and the habits stay. And yeah. I, cannot, 
I cannot shake. It's, I don't know if it's it's exceptional, Ranks. It's great because you're build, you're building one good habit, then another, then another. It's just yeah. I, I, just, I build it, but the, 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 sometimes Donald. At some point, I think with the habits will overlap. We won't have enough yeah. time in the day to do yeah. do them all. So I'll need to then prioritise which is the most important to yeah. me and, and which yeah. isn't. And it is interesting because I was speaking to Stevie McGarry, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, as you know, and he he was laughing because he was saying to me about, you know, when you were staying in the house and talking about and how disciplined you were and and you wouldn't eat after seven o'clock. That no, that's right. Of of it. That was what I was wondering. I think no, that that was at Ross County, and then uh, Ross County was I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't eat after seven, and then the, the tea thing was was with Donald, mm. and then I, I I was I was fishing a Thursday for a while. I'd only yeah. I'd only fishing a Thursday. Yeah. So it was, but McGarry used to call me the cupboard muncher. He's like, when, that, when, when we turn our back, you're in the cupboard. But I, I wasn't, but you know, you made that drove me even further because he kind of knew how to press my buttons. And because he was a bit of a pride there, I'm like, no. So that was good for me because he kept me out of the cupboard. So uh, I've never really been been like that. But I, I was, I was disciplined because he used to go, right, we're doing advert abs. So we used to watch ITV. And obviously, when adverts came on, we'd be doing. We'd be down doing abs or, or uh, press ups and stuff, but there was the, the camaraderie in that group. I can always oh. remember. They can always remember with them, Donald. They'd have a poker night, yeah. and obviously I, I didn't play poker and the uh, the discipline and stuff. So they, yeah. they used to have me making the tea, oh. and then bring, bringing the cakes and the biscuits through. But obviously it was like tempt, trying to tempt me. But it was, a, it was a great, great bunch. Brilliant. And we're laughing about the drunks, but it's, a, it's actually gold for young players because what you did instinctively was A, like we're spoken about, you're building positive habits that you can control into your game, but also you're having fun when you're doing it. And most people I know would say, right, doing a, a few curls because I've got three minutes, that's no long enough. You know, so I'll no bother doing it. That's yeah, no long yeah. enough. So you end yeah. up doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know. That's worse. Yeah. That's worse. No, and I think I've said to you in the past, and, and is I know for a fact that you, you developing that harvest has, has influenced other younger players at clubs when you were there, because people have said it to me. And that's yeah. the great ripple. You know, that's yeah. the great ripple of it. Well, I, I take, see, to be honest, I, I try and help the kids. Obviously, I'm working at Hearts now with the, with the 18s, and I really, really enjoy it, and you try to help them. But the ones you play with that take the habits... Mm on board to help themselves. I take great pleasure in that because yeah. you're trying to push them to their limits as well and just even help them uh, a wee bit is, is mm. great. And if they can take any advice on it, it's ideal. But you try, and, you try and help them all. But as you say, some will find an excuse not to do it. Yeah. Whereas the ones that find the reason to do it, yeah. they get themselves yeah. further. That's that's yeah. that's the, the reason why a lot of them, are, I know a good few that are, have made it to the, 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 the top and done really, really well. So if there was anything to, to finish with, answer, if there was any kind of key message you would give for a young player coming through now, what would it be? Just, you know, coming out of the youth teams, going in? The, the, the sole thing for me would be, Donald, to, to, to look on, first and foremost, look at yourself. Mm. Don't try and blame anybody else. Look at yourself and have you done as much as you can mm. that day to yeah. progress the next? Because... I feel so many try and blame it on others. Mm. Oh, he never done this for me, or he never done that. But if they look at themselves and think, "Did I do the most I mm. can today?" The answer, probably more so than not, would be no. Yeah. And that, for me, as a coach, that's no acceptable. Mm. I, I want them to go away each day. Listen, they're sixteen, seventeen, yeah. eighteen. 
feeling tired is nothing at that age. Mm. If you feel tired, then you push yourself to the max. And, and for me, the only thing they will do is feel tired. Mm. And if that's the case, then they'll get themselves to the next level. And it's, it's no race. Yeah. That's, the, that's the thing. They all get caught up in this race. They need to be at the first team by the time they're 17, 18. That, yeah. that's not, until you're fully developed, you're, you're not ready. So yeah. get yourself fully developed before you get there. And when you do get there, plan to stay there. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Work hard, give yourself all you can every day. And once you get there, stay there. So that's a great message for folks. Yeah. So thanks very much, John. It's been great to speak to you. And I'll see you oh, again. It's a pleasure as always. Thank yeah. you. Speak to you soon. Bye. Cheers. Bye-bye.